Hey there, Lisa Leitner here, and I am telling you to don't IEP alone. IEP with me, Lisa Leitner, from adayinourshoes.com. You can find me online and on Facebook. There's a group and a page, and now a podcast. Um, today we are talking about IEP meetings again. Um, you know, I was going to title this, like, who should come to an IEP meeting, or can I... Um, can I, what's that, excuse people from an IEP meeting, but we're just going to talk about IEP meetings and who should go and who shouldn't go and how you should handle it. IDEA, thankfully, this is one area that they're pretty specific about. Um, IDEA has a lot of vague language in it, but as far as IEP meetings, they're pretty specific. Um, a gen ed teacher pretty self-explanatory. A right or regular ed same thing. Um a special ed teacher. Again, pretty self-explanatory. An LEA. Okay. So, here's the thing. An LEA, which stands for the local education agency, needs to send a representative. This varies from district to district, even building to building. Um who who they say is their LEA um, varies. Sometimes it's a case manager. Sometimes it's a special ed director. Sometimes it's a principal. Um, However, LEAs have one thing in common. And regardless of what position they are within the district, and that is that they are able to make financial decisions and allocate resources. Think about that for a minute, okay? Let it sink in. What that means is if a district sends, you know, a special ed director or um, a principal, assistant principal, and says that they're the LEA, you know, I'm the LEA, then that person is able to make decisions, which means if you're asking for a one-on-one aid or you're asking for an out-of-district placement, this person cannot say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not authorized to make that decision. I'm going to have to talk with, you know, the superintendent or whoever and get back to you. If they tell you that, then guess what? They're not an LEA and you didn't have an actual IEP meeting and now they're out of compliance if you're near the, your you know, annual renewal date. Ah, got it. Okay, so that being said, there shouldn't be any surprises at an IEP meeting. And if you've been asking for something big, like an out-of-district placement or a one-on-one aid or, you know, something significant, um, there shouldn't be any surprises. You should have the data to support it. And you should have let them know. You don't surprise them at the meeting with, ah, what an out-of-district placement. Um, so when you RSVP to the meeting, I've, I've done podcasts and blog posts on your parent concerns letter. Um, put that in your parent concerns. This is what I wish to discuss, and you list it. And, you know, you see, you put it in there. I am starting to wonder if my child's needs can be met in his current placement. At the meeting, I wish to discuss other placement options. 
please make sure that there is an LEA at this meeting who is empowered to make those decisions. Because otherwise they didn't have, you know, if, if, if the LEA can't make decisions, then they're not an LEA. Okay. So that's pretty easy. Um, so that's your team. Anyone else who has knowledge of the child, that one can kind of get squirrely. Um, you can certainly bring under those, that, that statement of, you know, knowledge of the child. You can bring people from your home team. You can bring people from your child's medical team if they're willing to, um, willing to attend. I understand. I've been in IEP meetings where, um, gosh, I went to one one time and it was one of my first clients. In fact, I think I was handling her for my volunteer hours to become an advocate. Um, and this school was just so put off because they really thought that their feces did not stink. Um, and they thought that they could do no wrong. So the fact that, that a family had actually called in an advocate, they took that as, um, I don't know. It was crazy. Anyway, we go to this IEP meeting. It's me, mom and dad, the child who was, it was a high schooler and 22 or 23 people from the district were there. I mean, they brought everyone cause the child was in high school. So you know how in high school, like you have five or six or seven teachers anyway, well, they brought all of them all the teachers and then all the specials and the guidance can't, I mean, it was just, it was insane. So my point is that I understand what it's like to be sitting there, you know, uh, sitting there with a child and have 20 people or 23 people on the other side of the table. And I understand what it's like to feel outnumbered, but don't bring people to your meeting just to increase your numbers because I've just found that um, there's a lot of well-intended people. There's a lot of grandparents and aunts and uncles and sisters-in-law and godparents. You know, they love your child. They have a vested interest in your child. And if you ask them for help, they will help you. But well-intended isn't always enough. And if they don't have knowledge of the IEP process and things like that, it can just kind of get out of hand and the grandparents and aunts and uncles can be more of a distraction than anything else. Um, particularly I find, and I'm not picking on senior citizens, but our grandparents didn't go to school with disabled children. They didn't. I mean, it was IDEA wasn't enacted until 1975. Um, so they didn't go to school. They have no idea what the IEP process is. Um, and, and it just, so they don't, they just don't get it most of the time. And they have such an emotional attachment that a lot of times they can just be, you know, worse than, than an emotional parent because they really don't know the process. They're not used to attending IEP meetings. Um, they don't even really know what an IEP is and, um, it just, it's just distracting rather than helpful. Um, so I would bring, you know, if you need support and you're really feeling outnumbered, 
try to find yourself an advocate, even if it's on the phone or Skype. Um, contact your state's agency. Every state has a parent training center. They might have people. They might not. Um, partner up with, with a parent at your school or a neighboring school district and, hey, I'll attend your meetings with you if you'll attend meetings with me. Um, but you want to keep people who can be a little bit more objective than you. If you're going to bring someone who's knowledgeable of the child, besides the parents, I would try to bring someone who can be a little bit, who is knowledgeable but, but can be a little bit more objective and who can remain, you know, not, quite as attached as you are. Um, I've also had parents who say, oh, well, my, my sister-in-law um, majored in child development, so I'm bringing her. And, um, you know, it just may not be relevant. Um, so just make sure that, that they have, they're going to really be able to contribute objectively and meaningfully to the meeting. Um, because the best thing that you can do, I think, it's really easy. You know, I, when I think back to that meeting and the 23 people that they brought, for me, I know mom was really put off and she was just like, holy shit. Like, she's like, this has never happened before. Like, what is going on? Um, she was really concerned that they had soured the relationship with the school and all that. And I told her, I said, it's not about you. It's about me. Um, they're not they didn't all of a sudden bring 23 people because you came because you've been attending IEP meetings here for 10 years. Um, they brought 23 people because I'm here. And even though I was really new at it, it wasn't me particularly that they were afraid of. It was my agency because I was working for the agency at the time. And they were afraid of the power of my agency more than they were afraid of me. But that was very empowering to me. And I would think of it that way, and I still tell my parents today to think about it that way, that if all of a sudden they feel the need to bring 10 and 15 people to your meeting, that's better for you. That should be empowering to you that they don't think that the four or five core members of the team can handle you, that they need to triple their numbers to kind of take you on, if that makes sense. Right? Um, <clears throat> and again, focus on the facts. They can bring 50 people to the meeting. I don't give a shit. What matters is what matters, I, what I have on paper that says, you know, what the kids, what do the kids' evals say, what does this progress monitoring say, and so on. Um, it doesn't matter really anything that people say to me across the table. What matters is what I have on paper. So bring as many people as you'd like. Um, but from your end, make sure that they can meaningfully participate in the process with you. Okay? And good luck and tune in next time. Um, until then, visit adayinourshoes.com.